This is the message from Connection Community Church for May 17th, 2020. The in-between, burn the ships. Good morning, Connection Church. It is wonderful to be with you this morning. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. It's a day where we have an opportunity to settle in and worship together in our homes, Connection Church, one church, many locations. Lord, open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed. By your word found in scripture, we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 So this morning, we begin a new series entitled, The In-Between. The In-Between. It's where what was is no more, and yet what is to be is not quite yet. (laughs) It's that place in our lives where we're leaving something behind and waiting for something that's not quite here. It's that gap between the known and the unknown, between what was and what will be, between the sure and the uncertain. It's that place between where I was and where I am going. The in-between. Most of us, actually all of us, have spent a period of time In the in-between, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Maybe your in-between looks like this, where you're given notice that your services are no longer needed, and then there's an in-between, and then there's a time when, please show up on Monday. Or perhaps your in-between is like this. You have this medical test done, and then there's this time before you hear the results. Or how about the in-between, between the diamond ring and the gold band? <laughs> or the in-between where you see that plus sign and then there's nine months and that's kind of a long in-between when you're waiting until you hear that first newborn cry. <laughs> the in-between. Not all in-betweens are negative, but they are challenging. Absolutely challenging. So the question is, what will we do with our in-betweens? Will we be open to what God will teach us and how God will use us in our in-betweens? We had an in-between time when we were in the process of planting this church, Connection Church. Um, To get it started, they put us on staff up at Cornerstone Church just up the road, and that was the begin July one. July 1, 2001. Our house in Seaford was sold, but our house that was being built here in Middletown was not quite ready. It wouldn't be ready till December the 1st. And so we were in between. We, we were fortunate, the good people of Yule St. Paul United Methodist Church in Clayton, Delaware, put off a re, remodeling project and allowed us uh, to rent that from them for several months. But uh, we didn't bother to unload, un- un- unpack the boxes. We were only going to be there for five months. Uh, and so that was challenging. Uh, 
challenging having to live out of boxes, having, knowing that we were kind of that in-between state, knowing that we not only had to load up the moving truck once, but do it twice, load and unload two times. It was kind of a challenge. But, you know, God used it for good. It became a very good transition going from a place where we had called home for 24 years and coming up here to a place where, well, we knew almost nobody. Yeah, brand new for us. And it also gave our family some good bonding time, some good time, bonding time as, as we were <laughs> kind of in limbo for that short five-month period. Connection Church, a little over a year ago, was at an in-between time. Some of you remember that <laughs> full well. We packed up boxes and had our last service on Green Street on, I think, January 13th or January 20th. And then we had this in-between time at the Everett Theater. We really learned a lot. We learned a lot about um, how to do worship in a different way. And some people even found Jesus at the Everett Theater. And so we are thankful for that in-between time we had. Looks like we're back in the in-between. Yeah, Here Everett we kind are. of prepped us for this, actually. Golly days. Yeah. You know, with this COVID-19, we certainly aren't doing business as usual. I mean, look at the way that we're doing worship. <laughs> Here we are. It's not how we used to do it. And we'll be doing things different in the future. Things aren't as they were, or as they was, I'm not sure the right saying. It's not how it used to be. And it's not whatever's going to be is going to be different. We are at an in-between. And it's just like that for about everything right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One of the most well-known in-betweens, at least in church world, was the in-between the Hebrew people experienced after leaving Egypt and before entering the Promised Land. That was a 40-year in-between. <laughs> that in-between time was, was time in the wilderness, time in the desert, uh, definitely time between what was and what was going to be. As author and pastor Craig Barnes shares in his book, An Extravagant Mercy, a collection of devotions, he says there was an easy road to the promised land along the Mediterranean coast called the Highway of the Philistines. But that was not the easy way. <laughs> that God led these people. He led them along a more difficult route that went down south, down through the desert. That was the more difficult, the more challenging route. He was preparing them because they were going to meet some challenges in the future along that 40-year journey. He was helping them realize that although the land was promised, it wasn't going to be easy. Yeah. And so after God parted the Red Sea... Moses led God's people through the desert of Shur. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. No water for three days. And then when they got to this certain point, it's called Mara. They found water, but it was bitter. It was undrinkable. That's what Mara means. It means bitter. Scripture says this in Exodus 15, 24. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? <laughs> you, you know, we, um, sometimes we give these people kind of a bad rap about all the complaining they did in the desert. They did if their fairs are complaining. But, 
But in this case, you can't really blame them. I mean, have you ever gone a day without water? How about two days? Have you ever gone three days without water? Well, that's what they had done, three days. And it was everybody, young, old, babies included. The three days without water is a really long time, a long time. And so they grumbled and they asked where, uh, they, uh, what they were going to drink. And <laughs> so when they grumbled, then Moses kind of cries out to the Lord. So he turned to the Lord, cried out. And the Lord showed them a piece of wood. This is interesting. A piece of wood that he threw into the water, and it sweetened the water up. (laughs) Aren't there times where you wish you had that piece of wood? (laughs) That wood that would sweeten water, maybe sweeten some other things in your life. I don't know, but we don't have that, do we? No. Well, not long after the Hebrew people um, traveled, they got to this place called Elam. And there were 12 springs, 12 string springs and 70 palm trees. Oh, yeah. And they camped there near the water. Oh, my goodness. They had fresh water that they could drink. They had shade from palm trees. An oasis right there in the desert. Mm. Now, this was just a brief respite. Emphasis is on brief respite. A resting place, not a stopping place. Elam was the place to refresh and to renew so that they could continue to follow God in the desert. It's important for us to remember that God gives us Elams, those places where we can refresh and renew. We can get some rest. We can catch our breath. But that's not where we stay. God gives us those refreshing times, but we must never confuse our Elam for our destination. Elam is just a stop that God allows us to travel through on the way to the promised land. It's the in-between time with a purpose. And so the entire Israelite community then set out once again in the desert, Scripture tells us. And it was long before the community again again began to, to, to grumble Not only to Moses, but also to his brother Aaron, the priest. Check this out, Exodus 16, verse 3. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. (laughs) And so here we have the Israelites grumbling Once again, they're complaining, but honestly, it's probably for good reason. I mean, they were hungry. They were weary. They were tired. They needed food. But the challenging part is where they go for their their need. They look back. They look back to where they had come from. They look back to the good old days in Egypt, those days where they had So they thought, plenty of pots of meat to eat. It's like they were sitting around the campfire having a good old time. (laughs) What they forgot was in Egypt, they were slaves. They were worked to death. They had no freedom to do what they wanted to do. They were in bondage. They were enslaved. They were under the control of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's lieutenants. Mm. They look back with this 
positive haze of memory. Positive haze of memory. Forgetting all the challenges that made their life a living hell. Interesting. Isn't it funny how the good old days, these good old days are never as good as they are old? (laughs) And you know, if we're not careful, we do the same thing, don't we? Especially when we're in the in-between. We look to the past oftentimes. Sometimes we look back with fondness. Sometimes we remember pain. However we look to the past, it's, 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 it's rarely without a filter of one type or another. It's nearly impossible to clearly remember the past as it actually happened. Yeah. Check this out. Uh, you can check this out. Compare notes with a childhood friend or maybe a sibling to see, see if maybe your stories don't exactly line up. See how different your recollections are. I mean, one time when I get together with my sister and we're recollecting the past, it's like, I wonder, did we even grow up in the same household? <laughs> it's funny to hear you guys talk. It is. You know, Very different. when we are in these in-between times, we often look back. We often remember the past, and our memory isn't maybe quite accurate, but we wish that we were there once again, especially when our future seems uncertain, when we're not sure what's ahead of us. It's just our human nature to do that because we want to see clearly ahead, and sometimes there's such a haze that we cannot see what's ahead. The past, the good or bad, at least as we know it, is the past, and the future is always hazy, but here's the thing. There's no turning back. No turning back. Today is today. The future is ahead of us. There is no turning back. Alan often says this, yesterday's gone like a canceled check. Tomorrow's not here yet, a promissory note. Today, say the rest. Today's cash. Spend it wisely. Absolutely. The only day you may get. Remembering the past can be enjoyable, but longing for the past is really just a waste of time or energy. We can never get it back. Mm. No turning back. We need to burn the ships. That's an interesting expression. It has a historical root. Back in 1519, the Spanish explorer Hernan Cortes arrived in the New World with 600 men. Now, Cortez's goal was to, was to explore, to conquer, to take over, while his men wanted to get on the ships and go home. <laughs> when Cortez realized what the men had planned, he burned the ships. He burned the ships. He made it impossible for the men to turn back, to, to go back to the life that they had known previous. Their only choice was to give up the past and embrace what was going to be their future. And that's true for us as well. We need to burn the ships. Burn the ships. When we're in the in-between, we need to let go of the past and look forward to whatever the future might hold. The in-between might just be this old place where this place where we have an old life. But our new life is just ahead. Sometimes new life's a little scary, especially when we make a choice 
to live for Jesus, where we leave our old life behind and we take a step into a fresh new day. The old is gone, the new has come. Let go of the old life and trust what Jesus has in store for you. Mm. You know, as we said earlier, this whole COVID-19 thing has put us all kind of in the in-between, at least for now. We're hanging in the balance between what was and what is to be, between what we knew and what's coming. And the thing is, whatever, whatever the past looked like, the future is going to look different. You can be sure of that. No matter how much we long for the past, no matter how much we wish this COVID thing had never happened, uh, no matter how much we want it to be the way it used to be, it's here, and the past is gone, and it's going to be different in the future. It's a new day. It's a new day. And longing for the past won't change that one bit. And so once again, we need to burn the ships. Burn the ships and embrace whatever the future holds. Uh, Trusting, here's the key, trusting that God will teach us, what what God will teach us, what God will do with us and through us in the days to come. We gotta put it in God's hands and trust that He's gonna do something good with what's going on. Burn the ships. There's a guy named Luke Smallbone, and along with his brother Joel, they formed the Christian singing group called For King and Country. They've had a lot of hits. We've seen them in concert a few times. They are the real deal. Well, a few years ago, Luke's wife, her name's Courtney, she was taking medication for some pretty severe nausea during pregnancy. It seemed over time that the nausea increased and her prescription was increased and it got worse and long story short, when it came time to stop taking the pills, she wasn't able to. And so Luke tells the story, and actually Courtney does too. I watched some YouTube videos on on their testimony. Luke says that he was on tour and he got a phone call from Courtney that says, I need for you to come home. And he could tell in her voice something that he had never heard before. And he left the tour and he did go right home. And she confessed what was going on, that she had gotten hooked on this particular medication. And she was ready to flush him down the toilet, which she did, and she entered a treatment program. And so out of that experience, God used their testimony, Mm. and they wrote a song called Burn the Ships. It's become a personal song for me as well. Burn the ships, let go, and look ahead. Listen carefully to the words to burn the ships as a dear friend of our church, Paul Donovan as he shares the song, Burn the Ships. How did we get here? All cast away on a lonely shore 
Thanks, Paul. Beautiful job, beautiful song. You know, the in-between is a tough place, isn't it? Sure of the past, uncertain of the future. But the past is gone and the future is definitely coming. And so we need to burn the ships. No turning back. (laughs) No turning back. Embrace. Embrace the future and trust what God is teaching you. And what God will do with you and through you in the days to come. In the days to come. Yeah, that's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. 
Let's pray. A most holy God, please help us to look ahead, not behind. Please help us to learn from the past, but not yearn for the past. Most holy God, we, we know you have a bright and glorious and hope-filled future for us. So please help us to not step gingerly into it, but to step boldly. Because we know that whatever's ahead, you're already there. You're already there paving the way. Please help us to learn to let go of the past, to burn the ships, and to welcome a bright and glorious future that you have waiting for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.